0: Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash WeirdThings. Support the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Adrian Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hi. Brian Brushwood. Ahoy hoy. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hi. Gentlemen, I have a little interesting sort of topic to discuss, which is mm. there was an article that came out about how voice synthesis is becoming really good, like really, really, really good. And some people have been using that for audiobooks and submitting it to the Audible store, which you're not supposed to do. That's in the the, the guidelines for Audible, you're not allowed to use computer-generated voices. But some of these voices have become pretty good and made it through and made it on there, and, and it was this... The article starts at the point of view of somebody who does voiceovers who's like "Ah, oh, i realized this was a voiceover computer voice and so you know i called audible that book pulled um which you know if you're a voiceover artist that is a very frustrating thing to see this where people are you know coming into your field but it does feel a little bit like well somebody's just trying to get their book out there you know yeah. um and it is i would say that my personal opinion of the voice the voice synthesis that i've heard you know the stuff that's publicly available It has come a long ways, and arguably some of it I would rather listen to it than some of the Audible narrators. I think they're an exceptional narrator is exceptional, and that's harder to match. It'll be possible someday, but uh, there's a lot of low quality human narration on Audible. It's like I don't have a problem with it. I'd like to hear your take.
2: Uh, Well, what's amazing to me is that there's some incredible low quality audio that isn't even allowed to be on audible like for example uh the there's a peter f hamilton uh audiobook that i listened to um and it was only years later that i tried to find it that i realized it was not on audible in fact it was not anywhere all the comments i could find were that uh man this should really be an audiobook and i'm like but i definitely listened to the whole thing and it turns out what i had listened to was a bootleg uh this back in my pre reform piracy days of, uh, of, of of books uh, uh, read for the blind, which is a totally different oh, yeah. service than Audible, and it's like. Meanwhile, uh, uh, if like I understand that that a brand connotes a certain level of quality, and maybe Audible or Amazon is uncomfortable. Like we'd rather not have it than have it be subpar quality, and we are afraid that robot voices will send that way. But it's like make make a new vertical, make a new. Uh, sub brand or, or something call it, call it a, uh, 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 barely listenable.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that there is obviously uh, uh, with the tools to be able to make things that are of a certain level of quality that I can understand from the author's perspective, wanting to get it out there. I very much understand from the voiceover uh, uh, artist idea that that you want to keep the robots at bay for as long as you are are able to. before we started, I saw a thing that was uh, uh, suggested to me on Reddit that was like, uh, if the whole world went vegan, there would only need to be one fifth of the amount of farmland that we currently occupy. And it's like, and it was written in a positive way because it's Reddit, but it's like. Man, I know a way to have every farmer be very, uh, 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 you know, crusading against the concept of veganism if you're going to push those ideas. Everybody looks out for number one when it comes to being able to do this for as long as possible. I don't, I don't uh, 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 blame Audible, though, for keeping a certain level of, 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 of quality there, even if I do agree with you, Andrew, that like, hey, especially for some books that, are, that don't have the uh, uh, kind of budget for a, a, a audiobook? Like, would I like the option to convert my, you know, hit a boop button and just convert my ebook to something that is procedurally read.
2: Yeah. Uh, do, do they not have that feature right now? If you get a book on Kindle, is there, is there no, have a robot read this to me? I think there is right.
1: They, they'd had, they'd had a feature in Kindle and then it got pulled because the publishers are frustrated because, their argument was this impedes upon audiobooks. And Amazon's argument at the time was no, the quality is not that good. Nobody's going to prefer this over a human voice, which I'm like, you know, at the time, and like, at, I'm like, yes, in 2015, or like, you are correct. This will not be correct going forward. And so publishers were fearful of, well, if this gets better, then yeah, it could negate the need for an audiobook because it will get good. Like it is the voice quality. If you go look at what can be done now is except is getting better and better and better. And you can listen to passages and I challenge people sometimes. I'm like, I will find, and again, I'm not going to compare it to like great people like Scott Brick or are, you know, a lot of them are great. They just don't put everything into it sometimes, but like put it compare it against somebody's great. But there's a lot of audible there that you go. Like this was recorded in like one shot and the person didn't even enunciate. And I could compare that with some of these computer-generated ones, and I guarantee you there'd be a lot of instances where people prefer the computer-generated ones. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll tell you one instance uh, that is automatic code for, well, I, I would say 80% of the time, this is automatic code for, man, I wish it was a robot, and that's called read for you by the author. <laughs> 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 Almost universally, I, I skip those audio You know,
0: there's um, – oh, man, I, and his name escapes me, but he does great work with nonfiction – Uh, often covering entertainment and and television and movies uh, that is all done from the first person perspective. So like he writes intros and outros to various like stories. And then from there, it is all the like raw quotes of the people that were involved in it. And so he's done stuff with ESPN and CAA, the beginning of the agency. And his new book is about HBO and I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it, but if it's like his other books, there's one male voice and one female voice, and they just kind of go back and forth reading all these different people's uh, uh, stuff where I could imagine in a world with synthetic voices, you could have distinct at the very, they're not. They're not going to be impressions of these famous people that they are interviewing. Right. But, but you, but could, you, could, you could, could at least keep that, in your
2: head, yeah, like slider bars for for uh, various uh, uh, dialects or, or or hints of accents, just or,
0: something like. so it's like you know, because oftentimes these uh, uh, stories include five or six people that are all telling conflicting stories, and sometimes it's weird for the one male voice to read two sides of a story, and you're like, oh wait, was that if you if you're kind of zoning out like you often do with an audio book, like you're like, Oh, was that this guy or the other guy? I don't know. But I, I think that yeah. there's, there's a lot of advantage uh, uh, to it. I mean, I don't know. Audiobooks in general feel like something that is in due of a new code of paint. Uh, uh, it, it very much is just a scaled up version of books on tape, the way that we record them. Like, I, I guess now, you know, you have more access to uh, effectively studio quality equipment since mics have gotten better, and uh, uh, you know the the samples are so stepped on that you can barely hear the difference between something that's recorded in you know Abbey Road versus my kitchen. But like, uh, I I just kind of feel like maybe the entire genre does need to just understand and take in a, a, another you know where 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 the industry where the audio industry
1: is right now. And one of, the, one of the challenges that I think people don't realize is to produce a good quality audiobook is expensive. You know, you could look to yeah. putting in ten, 10 grand to get, you know, get a good quality narration to put all that together. Technology could actually lower the cost of that tremendously, tremendously. I, I don't know this to be true. So I'm not going to tell people who do or voiceover artists and be like, oh, no, relax, it's going to be fine. My gut is, hey, listen, if we start using this technology from our audiobooks, because right now you tend to focus in that world of like, well, I was up for this job or this job, and now machines get this job. 99.9% of all books are not in audio. They're not in audio. Yeah. And I still started going back out to Kindle and print because I couldn't find things. I couldn't find stuff. And even though audio is my preferred way to do stuff, I think that if this technology were available, there would be a lot more audio out there. And I think there would actually be more demand for voiceover artists because two was like, Let's say I do a book. I took, uh, let's say I did Public Enemy Zero, one of my older books, which I had a fantastic narrator, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, but, it seems like it yeah. was, there was already yeah. an audio book of that. But at but at the time, I wasn't. I didn't know you. I didn't have you know. You know, I didn't have a friend that had a great voice. And let's say I was able to do a computer version of this. And let's say they committed a great version, but I'm like, oh, you know what? I It's successful. Maybe I want to do a multicast version of this. Yeah. Or maybe I want to do – I'm going to do the sequel, and maybe for the sequel, I'll go get a human actor or something because I think I can get somebody I can bring in. I could pay somebody a lot more money who could do a great job. I think that the fact that celebrities do voiceover tells you there is a value to having a human in, in there, even though those celebrities I think do often do – some are great. Some do good, but they just have a neat voice, and you like that. But I think a lot of your voiceover artists are way better than your average celebrity narrator. But it just shows you that there are places where we love to have a human. We love to have a human do it. I, I think
0: audio even is even if a human isn't as good. Audio is such a personal medium that I do think you know, uh, even where we are on the on, on on the technology curve, we will want to connect with a very well done audio presentation by a human. More than a machine for the, for at least, you know, a, 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 I'm going to say the foreseeable future, which is what I'm going to double in for five to six years. Uh, that being said, I mean, I think there's no reason why this has to be an either or. Like, there's no reason why you can't have a dominant voice, especially in some stories that are first person or that are largely reliant on narration that also use synthetic voices for some of the character stuff or uh, uh, things like that to make things richer.
2: See, I'm, I'm already over the hump. Uh, it, uh, the synthetic voices, uh, let's say I'm out for a walk or a jog or something like that. Uh, I think New York times has an audio version of every single one of their articles that, uh, uh, while I'm on the move, I could just hit play and that article's done and I'll walk for a little bit, find some else, hit play. Uh, it is maybe three or four sentences to recalibrate my brain and then I'm no longer paying attention. Well, but and I, I, I guess just, It's as though I'm reading
0: it. And I think so, so there is, let me, let me, let me draw a line. Uh, when I'm doing research for, let's say, like, Raise the Dead, where none of these books are in an, are in audio, right? Like, and I have, uh, for whatever reason, my brain is just too ADD to read things unless I'm very much focusing on them. I would love for all these things to be in audio, and I don't care if it was Mr. Roboto reading them to me. Like, I just need the information in my brain because it's the information that I care about in Performancy kind of stuff. so it's like for nonfiction, yeah, I, I think that that unless the 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 narration is distractingly awful and it's pulling me out of the story, you can get away with something a little bit more stretched out. For Game of Thrones, like for me, like like Game of Thrones was an audio experience that I have treasured because of the the performance of it.
3: Until the fifth book,
0: and then but <laughs> yeah. and it sucked,
2: right? Like it it was it took the something same, off. It. it was the same guy, but he was just old enough that he forgot what he, voice goes where. That,
0: apparently, they switched the voice of Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, it was very weird.
1: Very odd. I I would say there's a and that's one of the challenges too is that there have been audio books that like big authors, they put out an audio book and I listen like, man, I cannot, this voice does not work for me. It's really distracting. I can't, I'm not going to be able to listen to this. And sometimes you get the reviews and you'll get like, love the book, hate the performance. And part of the problem to protect artists is like you have a contract where you put a book out and often it's not easy. Like if you use like one of audible, like find, get a narrator through audible has a program called ADX. If you find an narrator through there, you're kind of locked into them. And if they do a so-so job and they deliver, and I have friends that have put books out using that that regret it because they have the narration which is sort of subpar, you know human doing subpar narration, and they're stuck with that forever or until for some long period of time. And I think that's that's another sort of frustrating thing is that the quality of the book can be affected the audio version, and you can get locked into it where. Ah, uh, it's, it's a challenge. I've sent Bryce a link, though. Uh, Google for Google Play has a thing that will automatically format a book into uh, a narrated version of this. And we have a sample from Dracula. You want to hear this to see sort of the quality of this is just like a free conversion system oh. that you can use with this.
3: Uh, let's see. Best. Here we go. Let's listen to Archie say something. Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies oh. with use Uncle Henry. the Google Henry. To
1: Dracula example.
3: Uh, uh, okay, uh...
0: Yeah, Yeah. wait, hey, uh, Bryce, where's Dracula? Give me Dracula. A...
1: Here's Dracula. Chapter 1, Jonathan Harker's Journal. Kept in shorthand. The 3rd of May. Bistritz. left Munich at 8.35pm on the 1st of May, arriving at Vienna early next morning. Should have arrived at 6.46, but train was an hour late. Budapest seems a wonderful place, from the glimpse which I got of it from the train and the little I could walk through the streets. I feared to go very far from the station, as we had arrived late and would start as near the correct time as possible. That's the impression good. I had was that… Yeah, we I, mean, I mean, the,
2: the voice itself and sound, and sounds good, but uh, what, a, what a particularly challenging um, uh, excerpt because they, these are clearly just… just notes. …fragments that 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 this See, is actually a case time. where I desperately would want an interpreter to make it clear like these are half formed thoughts yeah and and, and uh and uh, if, yeah uh, I, 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 I may be walking back my enthusiasm well
0: no, I mean I, I think that that there really is and again this this kind of comes to the evolving medium of audio, right like we we had very, very defined lanes for. Audio entertainment for years and years and years, right? It was, you know, music, which is its own thing, uh, audio books, radio, right? And and, and like old radio is
2: mysteries.
0: Radio is ephemeral. Audio books are things that you buy that are very expensive, and they come in many different things. So you are very dedicated to listening to it. It is a specialized audience, and now that all these kind of walls have fallen down. I think that you're seeing more natural you know uh, different genres where it's like for Dracula I ain't never read Dracula would I like to just mainline Dracula into my head as fast as possible and play it on 3x speed uh, and make it as easy and free as possible yeah and and does that give me that opportunity as opposed to wasting a credit on it on on Audible yeah so it's like I I see a world where that stuff where exactly that is very valuable yeah.
1: And that to the point too is that's that technology heard is the production easy for them to deploy version of 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 text to speech that's hey yeah just upload your book we'll do this for free where the stuff is if you look at some of the research papers and stuff coming out where it looks at longer passages it gets inflection it gets emotion and stuff that's what's exciting is that is that we go like ah I should have done this more should have done this like this is the thing doing almost like just doing like a sentence by sentence parsing we're going to get to ones that are going to kind of look at the same way that a human does like, oh, I need to go up here or go down there and even further out will be ones that might go through the whole text, make notes about stuff and go back through it. And so it just think of where we came from, like shall we play a game to this, to where you can mistake it for a human.
2: Yeah. Uh, Actually, Uh,
0: especially those compression levels. I mean, that's the other thing that you need to remember about audiobooks is that like they are, very, 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 very compressed because it's long, gigantic files that they are trying to make as small as possible.
1: You know what's not as small as
2: possible is our love. For all of you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Quite the opposite, Andrew. Our love for everyone is quite large. However,
0: ever flowing.
2: uh, There's only one way that you can make our hearts swell even more, and that's by giving us some cool hard cash. That's right. This is a cash grab. Cash grab head on over to patreon.com slash weird things and get in on that cash grab. Exactly.
0: If you become a patron who we love, we love all of you very specifically. So uh, you go over there, you become a patron and you uh, uh, make sure that you get the after things podcast before anybody else. And mostly, mostly know when you rest your eyes at night that we love you. Cash grab. We love you. There's love. There's a lot of love here. A lot of love, and it's radiating around the world.
1: Cash grab. <laughs> uh, did we talk about? Um, I think last week we talked a bit about the kind of a uh, some interesting sort of milestones in space, particularly, and, and some of the kind of cool things that are going on that are away outside, as far as like the company that's working on the single stage to orbit. We talked about Spin Launch. And then there's been uh, kind of some really cool sp- heat as far as like what's happening in sort of the race towards space. And one of the things that's interesting is that like SpaceX says they're gonna try to do fifty launches this year and basically like one a week.
2: That's which, remarkable. Which,
1: that's I mean, a that's, lot of that's a lot of
0: hooch. Holy crap. So I mean I guess if they're doing one a week, that means that they're booked for, for, for one a week, right? Like, like that, is, that, is, that is a busy dance card
2: for old, old SpaceX. I mean, the, I mean, their goal, of course, I'm, I'm certain, is to get to one a day. And I'll tell you, we, imagine, like, like, there's every probability that we will live to see the day where multiple launches from the same company happen the same day. Which if you think about with airplanes is totally unremarkable, a thing to say, you know, where they run thousands of flights every single day. Uh, but, uh, but, but could you imagine just like SpaceX, just like, uh, yeah, we got three today. It's a busy day.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the question would be, you know,
2: rocket launches tend to be fairly weather dependent, right? So. Oh yeah. what And then you would, you would have multiple locations, uh, where, where it's like, uh, Hey, man, we'll get, hey, buddy, get at the back of the line. We'll get yours up as soon as this, this storm passes. Meanwhile, we're running four of them today on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, that, that's, that, that is an interesting an interesting idea to think of exactly how much you could scale this up and, and, and what the best logistics kind of way would be. And I'm sure that these are problems that they are itching to, to try and tackle as they, you know, uh, 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 you know, what, what a week is, that's insane. Like that's that's I mean, I I I'm old enough to remember when Andrew and I would drive up to, to watch a, a SpaceX launch because it was a novel thing.
1: Now we had a landing, like a capsule came down a couple of days ago, and you know, we're like oh plane,
2: cool. plane lands in LaGuardia. <laughs> yeah. Wow. When I was a kid, it was all this was oranges as far as the eye could see. And now it's science fact. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. The rate is exciting. Yeah. Getting to uh, the one launch per day. And then like we talked about before we talked about uh rocket lab USA and their neutron, which they're building. And it is, it is certainly going to be exciting if we get to the, the fully reusable, that's like a whole nother level there. But I, I, you know, the, the expression is it like these things don't happen as fast as you expect. They, they, you know, what's the expression? It's like, uh, sooner than you realize but not as fast as you expect or something yeah the effect of like red skies at
2: morning uh blue origin take warning red skies (laughs) at at night spacex delight So they're both the same?
0: That
2: was it. <laughs> they're both yeah. pros. Yeah, okay, just
0: don't pay attention to the <laughs> sky, is really what the point of that one is. Is yeah, it's just fine, the sky
2: weird, is weird. <laughs> SpaceX really, you gets can just boil early it down space. to the sky
3: is weird. I, I didn't realize that I was painting it though, yeah, painting it red, oh, yeah. Like so, uh,
1: in the uh, the metaverse news, uh uh, startup that, uh, called meta, I guess. I yeah. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, little, little of
0: them before. They kind of came out of nowhere,
1: didn't they? Yeah. They, uh, they, Facebook, the, the, the company formerly known as Facebook, everybody's has to use that joke now. Um, uh, basically they announced 3d avatars that will work across Facebook messenger and Instagram. So the idea that you could have your avatar, that's going to be you. And so whatever platform you're on, will be there. Yeah. And so that's part of their idea of how they want to, you know, unite one world of 3D images and rolled together under uh, one company.
2: Uh, I'll tell Look you at- what, um, you know, uh, th- this is another case. I'm sort of like, you know, keeping a radar out for uh, legitimate uses for ah! NFTs that aren't. Oh, my um, God. <clears throat> Uh, the, uh, where's the avatar? I thought you said this is three D <laughs> generated. All right, for
0: the audio listeners, Brian, what are you looking at right now?
2: Uh, I, I, uh, uh, my nightmares. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Mark Zuckerberg run subroutine run look human run. It's a very
3: realistic rendering. That's what is. Okay so Ms. Uh, <laughs> what is metaverse avatar yes. would it, look it, like it's it literally
0: Mark Zuckerberg's bad. avatar that we are that we are describing uh uh right now that's terrifying god what is with Facebook that they can't bring in somebody to say hey if you want to have avatars that will chase people all around all of your products and you want to pioneer this can you please make them either pleasing or wish fulfilling <laughs> like like this is like who wants a dumb dorky avatar to chase them all around
2: uh it's the 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 people who live on pandora that's who
3: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i regret nothing <laughs> we notice this uh, yeah we noticed. yeah we know we know Brian.
1: we know we're aware uh, so it's a very interesting take because, like, as you pointed out, like, they're they're kind of the, they're the goofy sort of thing, like the Apple ones, where, the, you know, the difference between the open metaverse and the closed metaverse, and the thing that they're pitching sounds kind of like the closed metaverse, which is, well, we control it, and you use our avatar selector to choose your avatar. Oh, yeah. can I do whatever you want? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, as long with as one tools. of these select. Yeah. Oh, can I make a glitchy thing like this with an Unreal Engine, you know, object character or whatever? No, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? And I think that's sort of the challenge is remember, you know, there's there's a system we still use where you have like your online ID where you use like, you know, your photo pops up when you type in your email address in some places like this, which was an early sort of way to kind of like create a a presence online through different places. And it always surprises me sometimes I'll go create an account and already has my avatar from like 15 years, my image from 15 years ago. I think that's exciting—the idea of getting to the point where you can customize it and you could load your own, you know, 3D object model or GLTF. And those creepy eyes are just freaking me out. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that part of the problem too is that, like, uh, I've tried to play uh, Facebook Horizon, is their big open world sort of 3D environment. I played it maybe like six months ago. I went in, and walked around, and it was felt kind of like they're like a slightly more spruced up version of rec room, but was still felt like committee. Everything felt like a committee. And you look at these avatars and designs and it's like, yes, this is the safe, appropriate thing that we've decided that we're going to do. And, you know, to the point that you hop into Facebook horizon and they're immediately like, here's the panic button. If somebody makes you uncomfortable, press this. And then
2: you get pulled out. I'm like, Boy, that, that image of pelvic thrust in 3D model, uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, is not something I needed in my life. Yeah. Uh, but, but like well, just- so so here's, the, here's the unfortunate part, is uh, we want to believe that there's no way a closed system could step in and muscle its way and become the dominant thing. And yet entire countries for years have uh, just thought that Facebook was the Internet, uh, uh, there's a number of countries where, uh, uh, Facebook came pre-installed on every phone and phones were how you got on the internet. And so as far well, as anyone knew, that was the internet.
1: And they, they provided tremendous value there. Yeah. They, they provided tremendous value there and, and they've done, uh, you know, amazing things, I think, in helping provide internet services and providing, you know, vehicles and platforms for people. And it's one of the reasons why. It's become scary to countries and you know, they they're they're almost like a de facto nation state in the way they've done that because they are kind of the the internet for people. And I don't want to make this just a, a rip on Facebook sort of thing. I, but on on the you know, to your point, like closed versus like, yeah, it it I think if the product were more compelling, like that that I wouldn't be panicking too much right now if I was an outside developer or somebody working on a different platform, because you know, Horizon just feels like rec room. And if no nobody even knows what rec room is right now. And and so there's a limitation there when you are when you're the giant and you have to do this everything has to go through a committee and everything has to go through this and you're going to start trying to make you can't take risks and that can be harder to innovate
0: um so uh, a meta conversation about meta is the fact that anybody is talking about any of this the point of doing it that that if the conversation is about Facebook slash Meta's weird avatars and their dumb eyes and uh, the fact that Horizons is kind of lame and they changed the name of Oculus to Meta. Like uh, is, is that taking away from the idea that, Oh, are they a anti-competitive entity that needs to be broken up? Which was part of what some of the popular conversation about them was before they they did the whole meta rebrand and we want to do the met we want to pioneer the metaverse and and bring uh, usher in this this whole new idea.
2: Hold on, am I am I hearing the proposal is that this is like some four D chess where it's like they're doing it bad on purpose so that people just keep on talking about how they'll not not re- go
0: in it, not doing it bad per se, right? But let's say they understand that no matter what they do there will be a cynical gaze cast upon it from their so, perspective.
2: So, so, yeah. So, so, uh, so it doesn't matter how good or bad the dance is. As long as they're dancing, you're talking about their current dance, not the speech they gave five minutes ago. Not, about,
0: not, yeah. Whatever they do, do not talk about leveraging ad money across different across platforms across a billion
2: people because yeah.
0: that's what actually makes the money it would it would hurt them if there was anything any kind of regulation done to that and so let's Put all the attention on this speculative thing. I, we are we are the hacker organization. We want to move in this different direction and pioneer this new exciting thing. We renamed our company uh, based on this vision. Oh, is it old, a dumb name? Oh,
2: times. let's talk about how old dumb times. the name is. Uh, boy, I I think I want to subscribe to your newsletter. Uh,
0: Mostly because uh, painting a gigantic cynical grand conspiracy is pretty. M- I might as well just label it brushwood bait yep, and yep. you know put put a put, put a big box over it and wait. For you to float over like a cartoon <laughs> character following a pie scent. I,
1: maybe maybe I could think of other things though, besides putting out, hey, we want to build another co we we want to be the one that reunites this next world. We're we're already we're already the the big giant here. We want to be the giant in that too. Yeah. Um I I mean, my point aside, like I get frustrated, I get like, but the whole like the idea of breaking up Facebook is confusing to me. Like, I don't use Facebook. Like, I never really go on there. I Maybe I only check Instagram just every a week or so, so my friends, I can like something, so somebody think I'm alive. I get by without, now they have an advertising ecosystem, but, you know, yeah. I don't even use my Quest that much. Like, you can get by fine outside of Facebook. It's true. It's really true. Uh, you know, it's not like that.
2: Well, uh, the, the counter argument, I believe, is uh, there's somebody out there who plays a game uh, of, of seeing how long he can go without using Google. And you would think like, oh, don't use Gmail. But the problem is sooner or later, somebody emails you from yeah, Gmail, you know, and, yeah, but and so likewise the with, uh, with Facebook, uh, you, uh, uh, for example, on scam stuff, we, we haven't done anything with it because I, I hate the way their, their system works, but, but a whole bunch of our, uh, individual product pages are pixeled. So yes. uh, so uh, if you, if, if somebody else, it, it, it's, yeah. I mean, it, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, but that's to me, like, to, no offense, but to me, that, that point in person, that, that's, that's difference between somebody else making a choice. Like if everybody uses Amazon S3 buckets, like I don't want, I want to go Amazon free. Cool. They're a big, you could use another storage provider. If you're the company providing the service, if the company providing the service you could say, "Oh, I right. want to avoid companies that do that." Well, good luck. But yeah. that's the company's choice, right. and those companies have options.
2: Yeah, and and, and I, I think we're on the same page. Uh, and in fact, I'll bet we're on the same page that half the people saying break up the monopoly of Facebook don't even know what they what they mean by that. All they know is company big, uh, break up, and I, I I don't know what that would mean. And and for example. Uh, in a counterfactual alternate reality in the late nineties, imagine Microsoft did get broken up into word corporation excel corporation powerpoint inc it's like i don't I don't think much would be better in the world no. as a result of that
1: i'll give you I'll give you an example of successful early on, and the government's like hey, we need you to shed your enterprise division. We need you to shed your servers division. We want you to disassociate yourself from your file, from Claire, like all tech companies can't control like those, like get rid of Claris, get rid of like FileMaker. You guys can't control those things anymore. Um, Well, that would have been what Apple did anyways. And Apple's now the largest company in the world. Wow. And it was like, you know, you think about all the things they cut out, all the things they got rid of and got out of, and they focused on what they did. And now we all have iPhones and that would yeah. not in the nineties. Nobody was thinking, you know, that was that, that it was such a weird thing too. Cause like that was the, the pressure for that, the, the, the case came from competitors like Oracle and other ones that were head competing head to head with Microsoft in certain areas and had reasons to feel that they were being anti-competitive. I think various maybe some strong reasons, but yeah, the end of the day was the world moves so fast that.
2: A a wise man told me that uh, technology outpaces legislation, and I took a lot of comfort from that. That was Abraham Lincoln (laughs) Maine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think the idea of seriously trying to break up Facebook is largely a politically driven talking point uh, because Facebook has, you know, become a thing that the public likes to deride because we're frustrated and scared of it
2: have more so now it, with those bug eyes and that thrust in hips.
1: Well, and, and it's, you get into, people meats. get worried
2: about control and stuff like
1: that. And it's like, cool. Should we stop listservs between reporters? You know, should we stop this? Should we stop like, cause there's, you know, there's collusion that works on a lot of different levels of people sharing stories or content and the narratives get decided not from some backroom people smoking cigars, but Hey, I'm going to share this thing with you or whatever. And so much of what tomorrow's headlines come from, come from conversations happen to small groups today about people sharing information. It's like, do we care about that? Does that bother us? Because that's going to happen. Right.
2: Right. Do
1: you guys uh, want to jump into picks?
2: Uh, before we do, quick, uh, quick NASA update. NASA is on a star sh- search, and they've revealed the star. Uh, remember last week we were talking about how they had a star in mind to align the uh, James Webb uh, Space Telescope. Um, they revealed the star. It's uh, the, a very dim one in the Big Dipper, kind of off
3: to the side. Hey, big
0: man was a very nice guy. Uh,
3: uh, what are they doing I, with the star i think we talked about them deploying but not about uh, the star uh yeah what
2: well, uh, they, they have to pick a target to align each of the individual uh reflective reflectors onto so that they mm-hmm. can use it and they uh we were speculating whether or not it would be, be a big deal or if they had one in mind going up and uh uh, uh andrew correctly predicted that they would make an announcement and they have it's HD 844 oh, oh 05 05 oh, oh. 5 out of 5 stars. It's a, it's a
0: yeah, judge number two uh. gives you two and three quarter stars. <laughs>
2: I'm so glad that yeah. landed with you. S-
1: somebody, you know, somebody somewhere was like, Oh, really? really guys who like some astronomer somewhere is sitting and read this. And it's just like, just wrote, like why <laughs> that you should have He's done, holding his know.
2: Vegas tickets. He throws it down. He punches out his, his stovepipe hat <laughs> and tears up the, I would say
1: like, he, he really thinks that like, Oh no, it should have been this other one. Cause that one's not really that good. You know, like, well, I don't know. Space. <laughs> Space is really big. It's a thing. I found. Uh, but PX. Picks.
2: Yeah. You uh, go first, I got Brian. a big man. I got myself a, 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 one of them seven-day free trials to Showtime that I'm now going to cancel because uh, last night I watched all of the uh, Bill Cosby documentary from W. Kamal Bell. Uh, I think it's called uh, It's Time to Talk About Cosby. Um, unsurprisingly, uh, I bet you can predict exactly how all four hours went. He did this really great thing, but then he was a rapist. He did another great thing. But he's a rapist. But on and on and on, back and forth for four hours. Um, uh, Yeah, it's worth watching.
1: I mean, that is an interesting sort of... That's the problem, is that there are some of the people who've done really great things or also personally can be very horrible. And, you know, what he did for pioneering... You know, being, you know, being somebody, you know, consider, you know, an, an outsider that do stuff, you know, from the Cosby kids, you know, TV shows, cartoons, and is a producer, all this sort of stuff. And I think that's one of the things I still think we haven't really fully processed. Fact and,
3: that-
2: and, and, and to the documentary's credit, um, he flat out says, like, a lot of people didn't want to participate because they, they're, they're still processing. These are the people who are willing to talk while they're processing. And, and yep. you could see it, uh, you know, from people who were inspired, who worked with uh, and on the shows and all that stuff. Um, uh, there was a couple of things that I got reminded of that I had forgotten. For example, um, the, <laughs> I think 13 states literally changed the law on the statute of limitations for rape just so that they could get bill cosby uh which is amaz- fairly remarkable uh we'll see uh how people feel about those changes in laws 20 years from now uh, i'll be real curious especially rapists we'll be curious to see how they feel yeah about <laughs> well it also as the definition def- definition of what constitutes rape changes and uh, look, I, I ain't going to wander in these waters. Watch this watch this documentary. Says instead. the
0: guy who literally just wandered into these waters. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I just, just, hey, man, I just pointed water. out that just there's can, a lot of water out there. Just cannonballed
0: <laughs> in and say, hey, I'm not here to wander in these waters, guys. Moving on, I y'all. Said, hey, I, I,
2: I, I said, that's a lot of water. That's it. <laughs> yep, it's water, guys. Actually, it's it's water. A, it
0: sounded more like water. <laughs> <laughs> Um I have a pick. I like Wes Anderson movies. Uh if you like Wes Anderson movies, you're going to really like The French Dispatch. Uh specifically if you like Wes Anderson's humor. Um you know, the last few movies that he's done I think have have been <sighs> Uh, you know, like kind of overly uh, uh, sunk into like, like Moonrise Kingdom is is something that like, is so stuck in in his aesthetic and and is trying to tell a kind of dramatic story. The French Dispatch is largely at almost every moment trying to serve a comedic master. So if the idea of a Wes Anderson movie that is all about his American-based francophilia uh, immediately repulses and discusses you uh, Disgusts you. Let me sell you on this. The, if you've ever watched the Royal Tenenbaums, there's a character, Eli Cash, who is the comic relief for writing these hilariously overwritten uh, books that are just trying to use a bunch of words, you know, uh, uh, you know, they kind of like slap together. Imagine that, but with three or, or four different vignettes, uh, where it is both celebrating and satirizing feature writing, uh, magazine or newspaper feature writing, uh, it's it's really funny, and and wow. there are there are lines in it that are you know that 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 stick with me. The the performances are 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 well done, and uh, uh, I would I would recommend if you enjoy writing, like it's it's a must see. If if you just like to laugh at Wes Anderson. Stuff then, then I would recommend it. Wildcat, <laughs>
3: he's on mescaline. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I watched the first few episodes of. Um. The and now I need to find what it's called because it's a long dumb the title. the
1: podcast series on procrastination. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll check that out too, Bryce.
3: <laughs> no, I watched the first two oh, episodes the wo- of yeah. the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window, uh, which is a Netflix satire slash send up of like a a, a rear window type of concept. But I don't know. I I. It's 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 interesting. It's not like ha ha satire, right? I don't think it's like ha <laughs> so not satire. funny. Not funny satire. But, but, but satire
2: that. doesn't have to be funny though, necessarily. It's yeah not parody.
3: I, I, I think the big thing for me was I thought that this would be a movie because I don't know how you could do eight episodes of it. And after the first two episodes were done, I was like, why isn't this a movie? I don't know if there's eight episodes worth of stuff here, but I think it's 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 an interesting conceit, and I would like to learn a little bit more about it. But basically, Kristen Bell uh, plays a woman who is, is an alcoholic across, across the street from the a girl at a window, and she sees a murder, and she no oh, one. Oh, that's believes right.
2: Her. Yeah, because she's uh, she's a, uh, boozing it up. She can't tell what what she what. Oh, she can't remember yeah. what yeah, she saw. Really. What she did. Oh, say. Cause,
3: yeah, because she takes because she like. There's also a back a dark backstory of what happened to her kid, who is obviously dead, and what happened to her husband, who is probably obviously dead um and so it's 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 strange it's just it's a strange uh, take for satire because i don't think it's like it's it's really tr- i think it's really trying to be concept before jokes so that's on netflix andrew
1: i i have a pick and i want to be very first foremost say that like there are things that i'll be like oh, i got a bad feeling about this but i love to be surprised I love, I love to be wrong when it comes to entertainment. That's the only place I like to be wrong. Let me make that very clear. Otherwise, I do not like to be <laughs> don't like to be wrong. Nope. I don't like what is it's point pointed out. Yeah. Right. Um. Don't want to get acknowledged. there? But I do like to be like, oh, this, and I watch it. I go, oh wow, that was great. That was. I love to be surprised. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Oh. I and I remember you guys talk about the first couple episodes. So I didn't. I was into them. I I'm like I'm watching a comic book, you know, T V show set in the Marvel Universe. Uh it's I've never been a Hawkeye fan. I've never really thought the character was what's the word I'm looking for? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I and sometimes you'll get real comic book lovers will be like, oh well non-comic book lovers don't like Hawkeye. I've been reading comics as a kid, been reading Avengers as a kid. Hawkeye was never that interesting to me. Cause I'm like I'm always like, you know, there are other weapons besides a bow. You know, but uh it in the cinematic Hawk. I don't think it was enough justice was done. I really, really like this. I thought the casting was a Haley Stanfield was great, uh, as as Kate Bishop, and uh, watched it with uh, with my fiance, and we we loved it. We enjoyed well, uh, it. You, I, you it, know,
0: you know, I I wonder if that is a series that gets the binge that, That's
2: exactly what I was about to say, is is it was torture to watch it week over week, uh, although it did steadily improve. Every single episode was better than the previous one, so I suspect that as a binge... I
0: would go a touch above torture for the first few episodes. <laughs> I, I I I don't know if they were torturous to me, but I do think that there was certainly enough in them that I probably would have been excited to see it Build if it were
1: available right after. I want. I Hmm. compare like like Falcon Winter Soldier was tedious and just silly and just it just drove me up the wall. Loki was like turned into the most extended, convoluted Doctor Who episode I've ever seen. And I just kind of got to the end of that. And I'm like, this, this was some of the direction in that, which was just annoying of like, what this is making it not better. This really enjoyed action sequences, things like this. I loved it better than Black Widow. I loved it better than any Marvel movie other than Spider-Man that's come out in the last year and a half or so. So, you know.
0: Yeah. I I think it, it did a very good job of creating a, fun world with interesting characters that you like to see interact with each other, which sometimes is, is not apparently the point of uh superhero shows or, or yeah. movies uh, uh, bafflingly. And this one, like everybody that was there had a point. Everybody mm-hmm. had a thing. Everybody had, even if they were, were maybe a little on the nose, it, it, they, they existed for a reason. And, and, uh, uh, I think once they really start spinning the goulash there and all these characters are kind of interacting with each other, it was, it only got
2: more fun and exciting. Oh. Uh, oh. quick question, uh, uh, uh before we, uh, I, I just want to sneak this in. Bryce, did, did you ever see Angel Beats, the, the anime?
3: Angel Beats? It, I don't it's, think it's so. It's a
2: high school that takes place uh, as a way station in the afterlife, apparently. It's a... Yeah. Um, oh, okay. My... Uh, 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 I only saw the last five minutes of the entire series, but my kids have been laughing. Like, they've, they've, they've enjoyed it so much, and I walked oh. in yesterday, and... Um, Uh, and both of them are bawling and they're like, dad, shut up. We're crying at the end of an anime. And I, and and I could tell that this was some serious business. So I sat down and just watched the last five minutes. And, uh, and then by the time the credits rolled, I was bawling as well. And it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, um, I I didn't have to see anything for the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, no, I've seen the good place uh, this is this is very heartrending oh, uh, uh, So anyway, a uh, 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 plug for that uh, it's on Netflix, by the way.
3: Cool Angel beats.
2: That's great nice. Very cool.
1: It's been weird Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.